everybody, and welcome to Hands on Health. I am Dr. Patrick Frain. And I'm Dr. Susan Frain. Where we bring you all things health and wellness, and we have a great podcast for you today because today's podcast is laser-focused on chronic pain, certainly a topic that we are very familiar with here in the office. Absolutely. So there's a lot to cover on this, but it's some great information, and it's certainly things that you're going to be able to benefit from. So to get right into the heart of the material here, let's kind of talk about chronic pain, and let's mm-hmm. let's begin with what it is, because it's a term that everybody hears a lot about. It's something that people think they know about, but maybe they don't know how it affects the broader community. So, mm-hmm. so not that we want to bore you with statistics, but before we get into anything, let's kind of talk about, you know, how does chronic pain affect us here in, in Midwest, United States kind of areas? Yeah, well, it, it's the entire nation. And you know how much I love my stats. You do. You love your stats. Yeah, yeah. Stats galore. Yeah, stats galore. The, <laughs> the most boring Bond girl ever. That's me. Stats, stats galore. <laughs> That's me, man. Well, here you go. You want some stats? I got them for you. Here we go. Any pain lasting longer than three months is considered chronic pain. Okay. Okay, so this could be the result of an illness or an injury that has healed, but you still seem to have the pain. Mm -hmm. Uh, It could be from a chronic issue, like arthritis, for example. But over 50 million people in the United States have chronic pain. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. And 80% of those people, not a big surprise, are then depressed. Okay, you know, if so, you have so we're pain, seeing that, that you know, if you're having chronic connection. pain, there's going to be a huge connection to depression, of which course. is obviously mental health, something that's very, very prevalent in society right Absolutely. now. Okay, Absolutely. Absolutely. Sure. Um, it's the leading cause of long-term disability. Yep. And we spend over $600 billion a year treating chronic pain, uh, disability payments, uh, lost productivity. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just in the United States alone. Sure. And, and that's the thing is where, where do those healthcare dollars go? Where do those treatment dollars go? And sometimes it's not even effective. It's all this money's being spent, but, oh, but it's not. Well, it's not that that's effective. because we are so reactionary with chronic pain. Right. And we're looking to, instead of figuring out why is the chronic pain there, we're looking to simply mask the symptoms. Right. So the most common treatment in the United States is pain meds. Yeah. And that's part of the opioid academic. Well, I mean, exactly. I, there was a huge problem with that, so much so that uh, when patients are going to urgent care or their primary now for chronic pain issues, they're really scared to give pain medication, and understandably so, because there was such a big addiction, well, still is a big addiction, with opioids. Um, So what that's leaving is that people are now having to take, maybe they're taking Advil uh, or ibuprofen. I don't know if I can say Advil. We did. No, there we did. Sorry, acetaminophen. (laughs) There we go. NSAIDs. Um, So they're taking that, but they're taking it every single day for months and sometimes even years on end. And this becomes toxic on the kidneys. It becomes toxic on the liver, things like that. So, okay, so we know that this is a huge problem. We've really established that. Mm -hmm. So what are the most common areas of chronic pain? Because when I I think of like, you know, head, shoulder, knees, and toes, (laughs) knees and toes, is is that, are those the areas? No, no, it's more like back, hip, and knee, and foot, knee, and foot. I don't know if that works as well. Well, okay. I, don't, I don't know if they make the song well, on that one. Maybe so, it's just my singing. Maybe it is. Yeah. So we know, okay, hey, so we have, we, have four, <laughs> we have four most common areas of chronic pain, the back, the hip, the knees, and the feet. These Correct. are the areas that, that we want to go. So where, where do we go with, with those areas? Well, the thing we need to remember is that when we have pain of any kind, uh, whether it's acute or chronic, it's our body's way of telling us that there is a problem. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so we need to figure out what that problem is. Is it something that there was a, an illness or an injury that um, we thought we had healed from and maybe we didn't? Maybe we've now developed this, you know, our body has gotten into this chronic inflammatory habit mm-hmm. uh, that it's just, that's what it does now. It, that becomes the normal. That becomes the normal. Um, is it more like an arthritis type thing sure. where there's damage to the joints that is something you're always going to have. You're not going to take that away, but uh, now what do we do with that? Is that something that we can help um, either make feel better or at least heal a little bit? But there are a lot of things that uh, will play into that. Our diet can play into it, for example. Nutrition, if we're eating a lot of uh, inflammatory foods, that can make the problem even worse. Mm Um, there are things out there such as supplements or homeopathics uh, to help with uh, pain in a more natural way, sure. uh, although I don't always see those getting the best results with people. Mm-hmm. Um, so the best thing that I've been seeing lately is with this laser therapy because it's come such a long way um, that it's really uh, making strides in the chronic pain area yeah. in the United States. And I, and I think, you know, some, you know, some of these consequences of, of the use of these chronic pain medications, I think it's very interesting that you brought up, you know, this depression side of thing, mm-hmm. because, you know, people come to us with all sorts of different issues and, and you got to kind of sort through these puzzle pieces. And, and it's, it, it takes a little bit of a, of a leap, a little bit of a jump in healthcare today for someone to put together their chronic pain with their depression, but not from, well, everything hurts, so I'm always depressed, but because of what I'm taking. And and it's just, it's this snowball effect, I feel, between well, what someone takes and what they, you know, are treating and then the symptoms. And it's just this whole big ball of, of problems. Well, you and I were driving, uh, this was a, a few months, well, maybe even six months back now, we're driving around. And what have we been seeing popping up like crazy? Orange construction cones. <laughs> They pop up everywhere. No, no, no. Kidney centers, dialysis yes. centers, yes. right? Everywhere, dialysis everywhere. centers are everywhere. Why do you think those are everywhere? Right. Yeah. It's 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 the toxification, the over toxification of the system. Exactly. Our kidney. We are destroying our kidneys with yep. all of these medications. We are causing fluid retention in our bodies. Yeah. Well, we're now getting high blood pressure as a result of that. Um, stomach bleeding, ulcers. There are so many damn things that are damaging. Yeah to our overall health uh, when we're taking these pain meds on a regular basis for chronic issues yeah. like this. And those are the consequences. You know, that's that's the thing. And and keep your eyes open, too. Maybe in your community, you know, have you seen as many dialysis centers as you did before? Um, it's it's concerning. It's You're not seeing more dental offices, and all of a sudden you're seeing more dialysis centers. So exactly. Kind of so, okay, so now we're going to get into the alternatives. We're going to start talking about, you know, what else can people do? And and there's certainly one that's that's near and dear to our heart, and that, that is certainly laser therapy. So let's let's kind of get into let's get into that. Um, so we're going to talk first about the the different classes of lasers. Right, right, right absolutely. And you know, I'm going to let you speak more on that. But uh, you know, I've had people come in, and they're like, "Well, you know, I, I've heard of laser therapy in the past, mm-hmm. but there's so much information out there. I'm so confused because yep. they talk about these classes. You know, class one or two or three. But I don't know what the. And I thought laser was you know like they're going to do the laser eye surgery. Yep. And it cuts in. I don't understand what. And there's hot and cold. What is all of this? Yep. So just so if you're listening to this and you're thinking, you know, yeah, I've heard of laser therapy, or I was thinking of getting laser therapy, or whatever the case may be, not all lasers are created the same.
same. And I think that's something that we really want to establish in, in this podcast for everybody. Um, very simple. We're going to run through these. Class one, supermarket scanner. So when you're scanning your groceries mm-hmm. and you're going through and the little red light is there at the self-checkout, that is the class one supermarket scanner. It's probably not going to help with your arthritis. Not gonna, yeah, you, you can't just take yeah, the scanner. Take your elbow by the supermarket <laughs> scanner and sorry. You just hold it there longer. for a couple of I'm minutes. Yeah, to, yeah. Yeah. Don't but, mind me. Now, it's okay. It's really embarrassing if you have hip arthritis and you're trying to get that Ooh. on the supermarket scanner. That is a very unique thing. Ladies store, and gentlemen, don't try this at home. security may be called. <laughs> yes. um, okay, class two lasers are the laser pointers. This is the one, you know, in academia um, that someone's giving a presentation. They got their laser pointer. It also can be used as a low-level therapy laser, mm-hmm. though. But the interesting thing on that is time. It's not that it wouldn't work, but you would be there for hours and hours to have right. a class two laser give you any benefit. Very superficial. It is superficial. It, yeah. it doesn't penetrate. Yeah. Class three, most therapy lasers that are in the communities, when people advertise that they have laser therapy and you're trying to sort it out, where do I go? What do I do? Most therapy lasers are class threes. And, and that gets into the fact that that is a single wavelength laser, meaning there is one wavelength of light that is providing you your treatment. And that is a class, class three. And then you get into class four lasers. These are your surgical lasers. Um, these are industrial cutting lasers. Obviously, if a laser is programmed to cut, you can cut it precisely for doing brain surgery, or if the laser is cut more broadly, you can, you know, make a fine piece of metal or, you know, anything, you can fabricate anything. Um, The laser that we use is, it's an ML6, uh, MLS M6 laser. Um, That's a mouthful. That is Say a that mouthful. five times blah, 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 blah. fast. There's not a quiz on this later. Um, <laughs> but that is a patented dual wavelength laser. So there's actually two wavelengths that are used simultaneously, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But when you use two wavelengths at the same time, it creates a whole different type of benefit of therapy for the patients. And and that's really the biggest difference in these lasers. So it's not somebody puts up a sign and says laser therapy. You know, they could have red light therapy. They could have hot laser. They could have cold laser. Um, and there's there, you don't need to get too hung up on all this. But what I can tell you, the take-home message is a class four dual wavelength laser uh, like the cutting edge M6 MLS laser that we use is very different than some of the class threes that are out there and certainly the class twos that that some people are using as well. So what makes something then a class four versus a class three? Is that like the the penetration, how deep it goes or what's okay. So, so the dual, so the, the dual wavelength goes, goes deeper. Mm -hmm. You can actually get between two and five centimeters deep into the penetration. And that makes a big difference in not only the therapy that people receive, but it also makes a big difference in, um, the time that the person has to receive the therapy as Mm -hmm. well. So all lasers work. We have to establish that they all work, but these class fours and these dual wavelengths, like the cutting edge model, the M6, this is able to penetrate deeper into the soft tissue. So where somewhere else you might need to go for a 45-minute session, mm-hmm. someone that's using an M6 might be able to do that in 20 minutes or 15 minutes because it penetrates deeper. Okay. Well, that's so good because I'm busy, so right, I don't, I don't right. have it's, time it's to sit time. there for 45 it's, minutes. It's, it's more results and it's, and it's less time. So I feel like I might be jumping ahead a little bit that's here. Um, so don't kill me if, if I am, and maybe you're going to get to this later. But we're going to start now because I'm, I'm excited to learn. Explain to me how this light sitting, I, I'm coming in with you and I got a knee problem. Yeah. What is this light actually doing? <laughs> so this is a question we get all the time. Okay. What does the laser actually do? 
And and what it does is it penetrates into the soft tissue. Mm-hmm. It opens up blood vessels. It brings healing blood supply, fresh blood supply to a damaged or an affected or an inflamed mm-hmm. tissue. It then pushes out cellular debris or infl- inflammatory responses. Inflammation in there. Okay. It pushes out of the cell. Um, it brings nutrients into the cell to help that cell heal more quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it actually has a, a neurological connection effect. Okay. Now that's the, that's the layman's terms, but I thought everyone would find this interesting. This oh is, boy. this is right out of Are you going to get fancy here? For, people <laughs> want more. And this is so, this is what it is. I'm going to read this. Oh boy. Laser delivers photons of energy to the cells, which activate biochemical reactions within the soft tissue, which results in oxygen production within the t- cells. ATP production, stimulating cellular metabolism and growth, accelerating tissue repair, releasing endorphins and enkephalins, which lead to the health benefits of inflammation reduction. Ta-da! Okay, I like the first the explanation first better. better. The first one's better. <laughs> Dissolves cow. inflammation, oh, reduces God. edema. I feel like I was back in like chemistry yeah. and biology. and Increasing range of motion. That's yeah. what you want, right? You don't really care about your enkephalins and no, your I just Is it going to make me feel better? Is it going to make me feel better? Yeah. Is, am I going to be able to move better? Am I going to be able to have range of motion? Is my swelling right. going to go down? That's, right. that's really what it does for what people want to hear. All right. Well, how about let's go into hot and cold now because sure. that's a, you know, what is it? Are they safe? Are they... They're all what safe. happens? They're all safe. They wouldn't if, if they're not safe. They're not being used. Okay. So these are all approved. Well, I'm, I don't know. I, I'm, okay. Speaking of our laser, ours is FDA cleared. Okay. So our laser is made in Italy, and it was brought in here uh, to the United States in 2012, and it does have FDA clearance. Okay. And so that's all I know, and I can only speak about that one. Yeah. There are probably other lasers that are used that maybe don't have FDA clearance. Um, doesn't mean that they're bad. Doesn't mean you know. Sure. Not, and maybe they are, and I'm not speaking for those because I don't know. Right. Um, but I can tell you that a hot laser versus a cold laser, the cold laser is always going to be a safer alternative for people. Okay. So a hot laser has to always be in constant motion over an area. Now, some doctors do like to use these. And by the way, these are used by medical doctors. These are used by surgeons. These are used by um, physiotherapists. These are used by orthopedic uh, physicians, um, chiropractors, and podiatrists. That's kind of the group that uses uses these lasers. Now, for people that want to use laser hot laser, it does penetrate even deeper than the five centimeters, but you have to keep it going at a very, very rapid rate over the soft tissue. If you hold it in place, you can can burn the patient. I would think so. And so that's the risk of hot laser. So the preference, at least in my opinion, is to use a cold laser. Mm -hmm. Um, Safer. It's safer. It's low-level laser therapy, LLT. And it has a broader range of FDA clearance as okay. a result because it's safer for the for the for the patient. It can be used for more things. You can is use what it you're on anything. Okay. You can use it on anything. Okay. And with our M6, you can actually hold it over an area. Like let's say you have swelling, chronic issues around a knee yep. that's been arthritic for you know a couple of years. You can actually hold a handheld our handheld laser over that area, mm-hmm. you know, for three to five minutes, and there's there's no heat, there's no nothing. So okay, so it, a patient's not going to feel anything. They're not going to feel anything. Okay. They're not they're not going to feel anything at, at all. Um, and that's that's important too. Yeah, there's there's no burning, there's no pain, there's there's yeah, because you hear laser, and you know sometimes it's like, oh my god, well what do you, what is right what is going to happen? Right. Could this damage my tissue? And now and now there's even a bigger problem. No, and that's actually another it's another question. I'm glad you bring that up. Is that could you have too much laser therapy? Is, yeah, is that is absolutely. that an issue? 
And the answer on that is really no. Obviously, you know, you're going to use everything in moderation. Mm-hmm. You do have to have 24 hours between lasers. So if you are receiving laser therapy from, from someone in, in your community um, and they haven't brought this up to you, it's very important to know that you do need 24 hours between each laser therapy session. Mm-hmm. And that's really important because it allows the tissue to get the benefit of the laser therapy, sure. um, but not to do any any damage. So otherwise, what you're basically doing is you're filling a 12-ounce glass and you, your body has to consume let's say the orange juice it has to consume the 12 ounces over 24 hours sure if you go and repeat that laser treatment too soon and so whoever you're seeing that's doing laser with you says oh just come back you know tomorrow or come back later today you're basically pouring 12 ounces into a glass that's already full and it's just going to be spilling over sure so it's it becomes ineffective more than anything okay so it's not that you're going to damage the person but you're certainly going to be very ineffective with that treatment sure so you really need to have that that time that's there um, next, I think where we go next is, is what do we see here in the practice, the health benefits? Why, why are people really doing this? Well, um, I think there's two main reasons we see the acute, uh, people come in where they've had an injury where, for example, there's a car accident right. and I've had a whiplash injury and I'm trying to heal up as quickly as possible because I'm in a lot of discomfort. Um, or there's a, we have a lot of athletes that come in mm-hmm. and they have a turf toe or they jammed their thumb or they've got an ankle sprain right. or things like that. And you know, athletes nowadays, even the kids, uh, they need to get back up and going as quickly as possible. Yeah, they don't, the they don't have downtime. Yeah. It, they don't, it's not possible. They have to keep going. Um, but today's focus is really on that chronic yeah. pain patient. Yeah. So things like the back pain, mm-hmm. the neck pain, um, upper back discomfort, things like disc, disc injuries, chronic, exactly. disc, chronic disc herniations. Disc herniations a, is huge. That's a big one. So if you have a disc herniation or you know someone that has a disc herniation, this is a podcast you want to share with them because you get limited. If you have a chronic yes. disc herniation issue, cortisone injections becomes really popular. Correct. Chronic use of NSAIDs for, for pain or some of those more hydrocodone types of long-term treatments that are which old they're not school. even really yeah they're not, really not doing even really anymore. doing them anymore and now people just live with this so this becomes yeah. an alternative for people that would have that disc herniation that's just been there forever they're not ready to go under the knife yet but they're looking mm-hmm. for something else to do this is a huge thing for chronic well and then like that. that's even becoming another thing is that they are really um if you look at the statistics and that i don't have so i i know the girl does not i have, have the disappointed you on this one <laughs> But if you look at the statistics of back surgeries or disc surgeries over the past decade, you will see that they have significantly decreased because through the years they have found that they have not had as much success as they originally thought they were going to have. Um, So then people are kind of left with, well, now Now what? I now have what? tried the steroid injections. Mm-hmm. I've, I take the, the chronic pain meds. What am I supposed to do now? Because I can't keep living like this. Right, right. And that, and that gets to dangerous levels. When somebody says, I can't keep living like this, that, right? is, that is at a dangerous level. I've actually heard it in the practice where someone comes in and they've made that comment. Yeah. And, and there is no bigger red flag that could fly when someone says says something like that. Absolutely. Um, so then back to what's a conservative treatment. And I'm sure there's many conservative treatments, but looking at being laser focused on chronic pain for today's topic, um, you know, what we're doing, we're accelerating tissue repair. We're accelerating cell growth. We're improving blood flow. 
it improves vascular activity. It increases oxygenation and food for the cells. The metabolic activity is better. Um, if you have trigger points, you know, that are there and you just can't seem to work them out, you're going to your massage therapist and you constantly have trigger points, um, this is a solution for that. Reduction of scar tissue. Someone mm -hmm. had you know, a, uh, a knee injury, a knee tear, a meniscus injury, an ACL, PCL, MCL, and now they got scar tissue. Mm -hmm. That becomes chronic. Yes. And this then helps to reduce that scar tissue. Improving nerve function. I, I, I'll touch base on that for a minute. How does improve nerve function? Think of Legos. You have a, be a Lego. Can you be a Lego? You want me to be a Lego? Yes. Like, so oh, you want Legos, me like this? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> so two Legos can connect very easily, right? So for people who are listening to this, we are putting our hands together like two Legos. and connecting like two together. Legos. Connect two Legos yes. together. Now, if we try to connect those Legos with a sheet of paper in between, that's not going to work as it's well. Not going to work, right? No. Put a piece of cloth between two Legos; they're not going to connect. Yeah. Remove the cloth; the Legos can connect. Inflammation is like the cloth. Take it out. The dendrites can connect and it improves nerve function. So what I'm hearing you say is that the laser isn't going in and like putting anything into the body. No. It is actually stimulating your body's own ability, ability to heal itself, yes. but it's speeding up that process. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yes. That, that, that I like. That, that's exactly right. There is nothing being put into the body except a jewel of energy. That's actually how we program the laser. The laser is completely customizable, even though there is a guide through Cutting Edge that we use, which has been extremely researched. By the way, for anyone that's wondering, the research, the biggest research that's done on this is out of the University of Turin, Italy, and the University of Padova, Brazil. Those are the most researched international studies that have been done uh, on, on this particular type of laser therapy from Brazil and Italy, um, which is which is just fascinating research on that. But it is not putting anything into the body other mm -hmm. than a unit of energy, and that's what we can manipulate. We can manipulate the amount of joules put in, the amount of time, the wavelengths. We can change all of that science behind sure. it for the individual patient that, that comes in. So then my next question would be, okay, I'm, I'm coming into you, and I have had this chronic pain for years, mm -hmm. and I'm going to say, look, I can't take this anymore. Right. We need to do something, but how long is it going to take me to see results? If I've had this for years, is it going to take years before I yep. see any results? No, it's not years. And that's the nice thing about laser therapy for anyone that wants to give it a try is that it improvement begins after four to six sessions. So the first session, okay. the second session is not going to do anything. Um, it's very common. You come in, you get your laser therapy and people walk out and they go, that's it. You know, what did it sure. do? It just beeped. I didn't feel anything. I had to wear glasses and put them on. Uh, I saw some, you know, some red light moving around. What did it do? So you're not going to see anything. Improvement begins after four to six sessions. Noticeable results would be around visits nine or 10. Okay. Nine or 10. So each one is building on the one before. It's Correct. kind of like when you go to the gym. Yes, going to the gym. I like to use the example for people that live in a cold environment of like scraping ice off of a windshield. You know, how many times do you... Look, it's supposed to be 79 degrees today. Do not want to talk about scraping ice off a windshield. But, you know, the first pass doesn't get a lot. Yep. The second pass gets a little more. The third okay. pass gets a little more. And so it's just like scraping that ice off, off of the windshield. The more passes you make with your scraper, the more ice comes off, and eventually you're down to the glass. Okay, And that that's really the way to do it. Typical treatments would be 10 to 12 sessions. And okay. I think for anyone that's listening to this, I think that's a very fair amount, whether it's in our office or someone else, I think 10 to 12 sessions is a very fair 
amount of sessions to give this a try for someone's chronic condition. Yeah. And 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 if it's not working by that, if you if you absolutely have no results whatsoever at that point, you know it might not be the the treatment for you. Sure. Um, it's not going to break the bank to do this with with somebody for that. It's a small investment. But you gave it a try to say, look, I, I tried doing this, right. and uh, and and maybe that's you know, it's not for me. But so many patients get the results within visits four to nine, right? That they do really well. Yeah, absolutely. They do really well. And the results tend to last a while, from from what I've seen. Yep, that's been my experience as well. Um, I would say you know easily six months or more mm-hmm. with no maintenance. So if you had a chronic condition, you respond within that block of ten sessions, and you're doing well, then. Um, yeah, it's six months easily where we don't yep. really hear the people complaining about yeah, it. Absolutely. Um, and then the next step is to do a little maintenance on it, mm-hmm. do a little maintenance on it once a month. It has been, has worked really well for a lot of our patients where they come in and, uh, it's not bothering them, but we, we repeat the session based on our documentation of where we had left off with them. That's how we program the laser. We repeat that at about a one month interval just to kind of, kind of keep the, yeah, absolutely. Keep, keep the new inflammation away. Yeah. Yep. That sounds fantastic. I love it. What about side effects? Do we have to worry about any no side effects? No known side effects. No, there's there's no known side effects. Uh, so painless. we don't need to worry about the the kidney issues mm-hmm. or high blood pressure nope. or anything like that. Nope. Drug free. Um, strong anti-inflammatory effect. Timely healing of sprains and strains. Fast recovery. Uh, there really aren't any known side effects, and we do do continuing education on this uh, here in our office. I'm assuming the other doctors that use laser therapy do as well. And believe you me, they would bring something up if they said there's a side effect. They would they would let us know, and the Absolutely. FDA is going to also let you know that too. Oh because yeah, it is an FDA cleared uh, unit. The things that you don't want to do is you don't want to if someone's pregnant. Now here's the deal that. According to the manufacturer, you actually can use laser therapy on a pregnant person. So like if a pregnant woman sprained her ankle, you could probably use the laser on the ankle as mm-hmm. long as you're away from the uterus. Sure. Um, in, in my world, if you're pregnant, I'm probably not going to use laser on you. Just, there are other things that yeah. can be done. And, right. It's just yeah. abundance of caution. I just get really, you know, really cautious on, on pregnant people. Sure. Anticoagulants. If someone's on a high dose anticoagulant, that's a specific case to go over. Seizure disorders triggered by light. If you have something like that, that's mm-hmm. a contraindication. Indication. You never ever use it over the eyes, which is why we wear glasses. In the end, it's really best if you're listening to this and you're interested. It's really best to to call us and to sit down with your individual health concern, and we can figure. Well, it out everybody's going to be a little bit yeah, different. Right. It's, it's, so. fully, it's customizable to to the person. Right. And that's the most important thing. Right. Exactly. So, yeah, that's it. I mean, this is. It's been a lot of information, but we hope that it's something that you've really been able to take a lot away from. Um, and remember this, like we talked about. You know, our, our bond girl of statistics. Uh, do we stats really, galore do, signing do, off? Stats <laughs> do we really want to be that person that falls into her category of statistics? I don't. I don't know. I mean, do you want to toxify your liver? Do you want to toxify your kidneys? Do you want to be at one of the new dialysis centers that's opening up every yeah. on every corner? This is a good, safe alternative for someone to give a try um, to be laser focused on their chronic pain. Absolutely. So. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a really, really fun episode to put out for you. Please like, please share. Uh, and most importantly, when you know people that are affected by this, please email them the link to the podcast, hop them on Spotify or wherever they get their podcast, have them listen to it. And please feel free to give us a call. We'd be more than happy to. We could do virtual consultations. We could do in-person consultations um, to help you with your health challenges. So for Hands-On Health, I am Dr. Patrick Frain. And I'm Dr. Susan Frain. We look forward to seeing you and serving you next week. Have a great one.